Welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am your host, John Huck, and with me, until they put me in coach, I'm ready to play, is Indy Fawcett. <laughs> I thought you already were in coach. Dude, I, no, put me in. It, it no. sounded like an airplane reference, but then I, I realized yeah, it was a, a tr- yeah. I'm talking to a travel agent. Put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Like, okay, sir. Well, that's not how we do it. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself when you're in coach. Oh, no, you can't get an extra blanket. Um, that's really funny. I didn't even I didn't even think of it like that. Like, put me in coach. I fucking hate leg room. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> put me in coach. I want to pay for my drinks on spirit. Um, Oh, man. Yeah, uh, opening day is what we're talking yes. about today. That's why I used the I used the center field John Fogarty baseball song Americana reference. Yeah. Americana, thank yeah. you. Um, we're talking about opening day. Today is the opening day of the Major League Baseball season. If you're listening to this when it comes out, which I assume is how everybody listens to this, is as immediately upon seeing that it's out. Um, so if you can, if you're listening and you're liking this, what you're hearing, uh, please. Uh, go to where you listen, like it, subscribe, rate it, and review it if you can. It's super helpful for us. Hash it. And it do everything. It allows, yeah. yeah, it allows us to bring you quality content. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even. You can't. You can never say face. it with a straight face, but it's great because it allows us to deliver you quality content. Well, you know, like this. this show needs uh, needs a salesperson, and I will beat that for you. Um, this is speaking highly with John Huck. It is the new hit sensation for 2021 and beyond. Uh, we're a part of the yeah. Roaring Twenties, and it's and it's gonna roar, it's it's gonna roar, baby. Let's do it. It's gonna roar right into nineteen or two thousand twenty nine when we have a great another Great Depression, and then twenty thirty five when we have another World War, and then uh, well, at least we'll have this on record as you being right. We'll 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 cut yeah, back to this podcast in twenty thirty. This will be on CNN. Like, and who called it? <laughs> this weirdo <laughs> who looks like he's wearing a shirt that says he's late for his hot dog on a stick shift. Um, if everyone, this, it says Chicago, it's a Cubs. Yeah. I'm wearing it for opening day. I don't have a shift at hot dog on a stick later. Um, although they're lemonade. Incredible. Dude, they're hot yeah. dogs. Hot dogs. And- they're sticks. Yeah. Dude, they're sticks. Oh man. They have the Come best the hot sticks. dogs. Stay for the lemonade. That's right. Um, also today is April 1st. So the baseball season doesn't always start on April 1st. It's right. It's right around this time, but this year in particular, it does start, uh, right on April 1st. It's also April fool's day. Um, I'm only addressing that. I am not a personal lover of pranks. I don't play pranks on my friends. I don't play pranks on my relatives. I'm not like, I'll do stuff like walk in the room and go, Oh, I didn't get it. I booked it, you know, but that's not, that's not a real prank. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not George Clooney. Like I don't, you know, I heard he's paying tailors to slowly shrink Matt Damon's, uh, uniform on a movie they worked on so he consistently thought he was getting fatter as the movie went on and he was like how am I ga- gaining weight and they're like shrinking his clothes that's what I heard I have no idea if that's true but that's a good prank right incredible well, well that's interesting and when you're George Clooney, I would, uh, you, know, you could pay a tailor yeah well I don't want to stop you there but uh, hmm. you were on an incredible role with George Clooney uh, <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. but it's interesting you know we haven't been friends very long um, but I would but we're friends I guess not. Besties. It's we have a pro- producer host relationship, and it ends at that. It's more um, than that. Yeah, Go I would ahead. peg Sorry. you as a joke guy, as a as a as a, uh, uh, a practical joker. 
don't know. Well, yes, a lot of people do because of my background in television production. Uh, um, very early on, my career uh, as a production assistant, I was on the Jamie Kennedy experiment. That was Jamie doing different outfits and characters yeah. and these pranks. I mean, it was it's where I learned hidden camera. Um, and it was super funny. It was super funny to be involved in. It was super funny to watch Great happen show. live. It was super funny yeah. to watch the actual episodes. I enjoyed the shit out of the Jamie Kennedy experiment. From that show, I went to work on Punked, which Ashton and his uh, producing partner, Jason Goldberg, created You know, the next step, which was let's fuck with celebrities. <laughs> and people love that shit yeah. because everybody wants to see celebrities go and fucking piss their pants. Yeah. like. I get it. I was there. I loved it. It was fun. Um, and I only bring all this stuff up because like, I, I know all the people that created scare tactics and, and it's just kind of a small world of people that are, that are in this hidden camera game. Like the guys from Jackass and mm -hmm. the producers on all that stuff. And, 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 uh, I did a show called room 401 and the real wedding, a bunch of shit with a lot of people. And I was lucky enough to work two weeks on the reshoots they did for Eric Andre's new movie, Bad Trip. Oh, yes. And on Netflix I just want to say, yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, please do yourself a solid and check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Because they did a really, really good job making a movie that was a hidden camera based, like scene driven as hidden camera pranks. And they've weave this all into a road trip movie um it's very funny i it's again not my i, I didn't go see bad grandpa on the theater i don't w watch the jackass movies religiously i don't re-watch episodes of punked i just watched this because i was involved and i could not stop laughing there is so much good shit in this movie but it's also insane it's very eric andre over the top fucking crazy i told my mom my mom supports everything i do i was like hey you can probably <laughs> sit this one out i i gave her without being specific i was yeah. like this is not you're not the target audience it's hidden camera there's a lot of stuff in here that's not for you her response oh it's on netflix i don't have netflix anymore i'll have to watch it when i get to your brother's house so she listened to nothing I said. She was like, um, you're going to tell me? But that's also good for her because at a certain point you're like, I'm getting older. I can watch whatever the fuck I want and uh, I'll make my own judgments. But, I mean, leave it know? to a mom to double down on that though. Like not only is, am I going to watch it and ignore what you say, but I'm going to watch it in front of a sibling. <laughs> I'm going to watch it over your brother's house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if, if you watch the movie real quick, uh, you can see me. I'm in the background kind of making sure people don't get hit with projectiles at one scene. And then I walk through on purpose. Um, they asked me to walk through in a cowboy hat and, a, and a, like a plaid shirt looking cowboy guy. Looks like I'm getting into a truck that says these colors don't run. And uh, it's it's it was literally just at, at the top of the, I have nothing a role to do with the scene other than I was, yeah. I, was hiding, I was hiding in the gas station making sure people didn't run out to get in. Like hidden camera is so chaotic when we start rolling i can't even explain how it. many we're cameras do a, we'll do a what's do you know that? how many cameras were there or well i mean if you watch closely you can see dudes with backpack cameras yeah. and then there's also guys that would be way farther away in vehicles and then at sometimes just put a guy with a camera across the street yeah. and he's like doing something else you know um wow. that's rare because you don't want to see any cameras if if you're doing it right um but it's we'll do a whole 
show on hidden camera, but because it's April 1st, I, I'm not going to play any pranks on anybody, but if you like a good hidden camera movie, uh, bad trip is probably as good as it's going to get for a while. I mean, and that was years. I helped kind of do some writing on the movie. Then they brought me in to help produce a little bit, but I, Compared to what everyone else did, I did nothing. I shadowed Barry Smoller, who was a great producer, and then I just kind of filled in gaps. But it is a really funny, and Eric is a solid dude, and uh, you know he's beyond successful at this point. So yeah, um, good for him and good for everyone involved in that movie. And if you get a chance, check it out. It's really funny. All right, that's all I want to say. Sorry about that. Uh, back to opening day. Shameless I know, club. I don't want to ramble. Yeah, that was shameless, <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. Um, it's I'm a good pumped. Movie. Opening it's a great day movie. for me. Yeah. It is a great movie, and opening day is great. Honestly, I I am a huge baseball fan. I wake up like today is a holiday for me. Um, even when I have a job and I have to go to work, my computer's got games on all the time. Um, I, I I mean I watch spring training games, so I love baseball. But opening day, uh, like I talked to with our guest uh, later on, Jeff Gorski, Bleacher Jeff, is uh, our guest uh, staple at the Cubs the Cubs Wrigley Field bleachers. Friends, uh, met Brody Stevens. We talk about that a little bit. And he's in a band called the Bleacher Bums, which is uh, the Bleacher Bum Band, which is very funny and very Chicago-oriented and um, worth your time checking out if you're interested. But uh, we talk about like how baseball, like the first day of the game, and then this is true with any sport, I guess, but it just feels like so much more with baseball. 160 games. And today... Everybody goes into the season undefeated where everyone starts the first pitch. No one's lost. No one's won. No one's had any kind of struggle just yet. And it, it it's just hope. There's just, yeah. there's a freshness. Like I said, I'm like Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. I want to write a fucking poem about it. <laughs> um, and I've never been to um, Wrigley Field for opening day. I don't think. Maybe as a very young kid, but I don't really remember it. But I feel like my only opening day stories come from Chavez Ravine from Dodger Stadium. But uh what about you, Andy? You better have been to uh are you a Padres so, guy? Uh no, I'm I'm Dodger I believe blue baby. Uh I grew uh I'm a terrible San Diegan though. I grew up in San Diego. <laughs> but uh Well, not really because you were born in ninety three. Um yeah. the Padres you didn't have anything to really look at, whereas no. in '93, even I mean, the Dodgers Trevor were Hoffman, coming off '88. Trevor Hoffman well, was the, the the big thing on the Padres, and and it was fun. Only it thing. was fun going to the games. I mean, San Diego is just a beautiful place, uh, and I, you know, went pre Petco and you know during. Petco. Where did they play before Petco? Um, I be I believe it was Qualcomm. Oh, they did. They played at that football. I, don't stadium? quote me on that. It may have been SDSU or Qualcomm. Um, but it was probably Qualcomm. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, my, my first uh, uh, spring training or uh, uh, spring training uh, opening day was Dodger Stadium for sure for me as well. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what year? Uh, it was, gosh, 2017, I think. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah. I might have been. It does all bleed together. 2017, yeah. I might have been there. I uh, One year I bought um, a, a ticket package that was like 27 games. Me and a friend went in. And because you had to buy, you can't just buy opening day tickets. You have to buy a weekend package or something that will include an opening day ticket, unless you find somebody online who right. is selling their opening day ticket. Um, so I, we, we did that. And as soon as, it was the most games that I ever bought in a package. And as soon as we had those packages, I get a call from, I was like, I'm, I t tweeted out that I was going to opening day. And a friend that I hadn't talked to in a long time hit me up. And he's like, oh, 
You want to open it? You should talk to my friend who works at Dodger Stadium. And I go, well, I don't want to bother your buddy on opening day because yeah. I'm sure it's chaotic. But I'm also going tomorrow. I'll hit him up tomorrow. <laughs> so the next day I hit this dude up and he's like, oh, yeah, I get tickets for every game. And most of the time they go to waste. So if you ever want to go to a game. So every time we had tickets, which we had, you know, nosebleed, yeah. upper deck, $9 tickets. Whenever we had a game, I would call him and he would leave two way better tickets at will call for me. So we would just, I never, the 27 games was a waste. I didn't need to buy any of those. I could have just constantly picked games and asked this guy. So for three seasons, this dude get me Dodger tickets. I was so bummed when he moved on. He was like, oh, I don't work there anymore. I'm like, uh, oh. Damn, you just lost we, your informant. You know? Can we still be friends? <laughs> I'll never call you again. <laughs> That's cool though. You, but it was yeah, awesome. It was awesome. Everywhere. And 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 that was super fun. I think the 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 one the one uh opening day I really kind of remember because it just makes me laugh. Me and my brother, <clears throat> my brother was living out in LA at the time. We had tickets to go see the Dodgers and I don't even know who they were playing. We I went to his house first. We started drinking. Um his wife, it was like a weekday, so his wife was at work or whatever. We start drinking we take a uber or lyft or whatever uh cab even maybe back then to the game and we get in there and we keep drinking and then next thing i know we're back at his house and the game's on tv we didn't even make it to the sixth inning we were there and came back for whatever reason and then he passed out so like we started oh a fire because it was cold <laughs> in his fireplace so he passed out and then I knocked over all the chairs and I sprinkled candy all over the house. And then I left. And then his wife came home. It was like the fire that was super hot inside and there was candy everywhere and the chairs. She was like, what the fuck is wrong with you weirdos? And I don't know why, but that makes me laugh every time I think about opening day. That's interesting. John is like the candy fairy. That's 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 a fun I was thought. just a, the annoying I was just annoying like I would it was just a way to irritate yeah, you know right. what I mean and I dove in head first Yeah I um, put it very nicely yeah Yeah you did you did I, I don't know I'm just the, the, just the, the the image of you with tiny wings floating above something and 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 sprinkling candy I think is a funny image I don't know Well let's just say um I don't float when I'm that drunk it's more like a stumble it's more like a weighted, I'm wearing like a weighted apron right. and I just can't quite <laughs> weighted figure it apron. out. Um, opening day, some of the most amazing things have happened on opening day. My favorite thing that I've read about in terms of history of the game, Hank Aaron, who still is by many regarded as the home run king. Uh, opening day. So this means the last game of the season in 1973 he's one home run away from tying babe ruth's record oh. <laughs> so opening day the dude hits a home run and ties babe ruth's record oh. which was a record that people back then did not ever think a human being was going to be able to crack mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it, it was just looked at as this untouchable thing and hank aaron the mechanics, everything about the way Hank Aaron hit was perfect. And it, it, he was like a machine almost, you know? And he did it. He tied that record, but he did it on opening day. So that's like 
I mean, the 1974 season must have just felt like it started with a, a rocket launch. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's like one of the greatest things because it must have been two or one to three games later, he passes the record, you know? Right. Um, that's like my favorite opening day. Uh, there's a bunch of them, you know. Unfortunately, but I he, couple... he passed this year. In, uh, Jan in January 22nd, yeah. he passed. Hey, he did, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, wow. I, I, that's a good point. I forgot to wow. even really think about that. But yeah, that's why he, you have a great producer like away. me. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. Um, you tell me who's who's dead. That's how you do. Oh, um, I'm like talking happily about something. Like, oh yeah, and they passed away. I'm like, oh, thanks, it was, dude. It's it's very recent. We have, you know, must you know. You know it is actually it is. I mean, look, Hank Aaron, the dude lived long enough to see. Barry Bonds passed his record, you know. Yeah. I mean, Babe Ruth didn't live long enough to see fucking Hank Aaron. Right. That didn't happen. Um, well, and, and lived through, that, you know, uh, breaking the barrier, and you know, just through that that whole era of of generation. He yeah. he played baseball. I mean, the unfortunate, you know, surroundings of that record. Him, he just received death threats, yeah. like pe people wanting to him to die because they didn't want him to break. Some fat hot dog eating, cigar smoking, <laughs> schlubs record, yeah. and like dark Babe Ruth is my is your what, dude? You don't know Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth doesn't know you. Babe yeah. Ruth doesn't give a fuck about you. Like, what do you care who holds the record? Yeah. And, and it's Incredible. always it's always the people who are mad about that are always people who could never accomplish even close to that in their lifetimes you know what i mean right. they've never worked hard or done anything worthwhile and they're like this motherfucker wants to be good at something no you must be mediocre like the rest That's of the us thing. You, you just just be good and and keep your own business you know then <laughs> well dude that dude hank aaron was fucking undeniable yeah, exactly I mean, jesus <clears throat> um and we're going to talk about we're going to talk with jeff bleacher jeff about uh like i said we're going to talk about brody we're going to talk about uh Wrigley Field and the Cubs a little bit and his band. But uh, first opening day in the franchise history for the Cubs was April 29th, 1870. Oh, geez. Before they were the Cubs, they were the White Stockings, the Chicago White, White Stockings. Stockings. Yeah. Ugh. Then uh, the first opening day at Wrigley when they were the Cubs, they, they played at a bunch of different places uh, around the city and then not a bunch, but a few. And then April 20th, 1916, was the first opening day at Wrigley Field. Man. Fer Ferguson Jenkins holds the record. The Cubs' record was seven opening day starts. And uh, Fergie's still alive. Ferguson Jenkins, Ferguson Jenkins actually played for the Harlem Globetrotters for a spell. I just found that out like two weeks ago. Wow. And uh, Carlos Zambrano had six opening day starts. And those are the ones for the Cubs that are, have done the most. Um, I mean, Zambrano, I remember that dude just seemed to start every year for a decade, but six years. Um. Yeah, man. So you're you you bleed Dodger blue. Is that because of your family, or um, just because of the choice you made as a kid? Well, it's yeah. It's it, it's interesting. I mean, I my my dad's a big Padre fan. My my mom is a Dodger fan. But I played. I think it was more. I played on like a little league. Oh, I played league. on a little league that was the Dodger team. Fuck yeah. So it was like my mom liking it plus me being on the team. It was just kind of like. You had a uniform. You had a picture of yourself wearing the I uniform. I still do. I still so, got the pendant, the little circle pendant with my. my <laughs> you were on the team. Yeah. You were look. It's like being the president. Like if right. politicians keep dying, eventually the guy who mops the floor is in charge. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's all. You were just gearing up to play. You were ready. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, man. Well, I hope, I hope, look, look, I hope everyone has a great opening day. I hope, even if baseball is not your thing, I hope you do something fun. Get outside if you can. But man, there's tons of games on today. Uh, everybody is in a good mood to start this season. Yeah. Nobody's, you know, they haven't, they won't, hopefully they don't have to shut anything down. Hopefully they can continue. The whole season gets played out. We don't have a repeat of last year, but I mean, look, anything can happen, guys. It's opening day. So that, this goes for baseball. This goes for your life. This goes for everything. It's wide open. Wow. You really, you yeah. really, uh, bring it all together in this podcast. That I try. I, I try. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy my conversation with Bleacher Jeff, everybody. Guys, my guest for today, talking about opening day, and again, mostly about Wrigley Field, the Cubs, the start <laughs> of the baseball season. Um, Bleacher Jeff, everybody. Uh, guitarist, vocalist, uh, and, and I guess staple in the bleachers at this point. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I know. You got your own seat there now. Yeah, I got my spot. Although I won't be in it for a while, but we'll st- we'll get to that. Right. I was going to say, um, do you have tickets for this opening day coming up? Or today? Yeah, I- Actually, sorry, this show is coming out on opening day. Okay, so, so today. yes, today All is right. opening day. A big day for me then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I did score some. Um, I do. I have season tickets anyway, so you know, I'm entitled. They're you know, so they put it in a thing where it's like you exchange them. But they, they refund all, like the first week, the first homestand. They're totally refunding. And then you get to like buy some back in like a lottery and like pods. So you got to get like a, your pod of people and like, you know, everybody gets a pod or whatever. They had one, two or three or one, two or four, I think, where the pods are doing. So and it looks like they're not using the whole like you can't get too close to the field. Like the first 10 rows or so it looks like they're going to be all blocked off. So I was going like, to say it's yeah. limited seating, correct? Because yeah, yeah. of what's going on. Um, if, this if, this, point, yeah. if this was a regular season, is there because you're a season ticket holder, you uh, do you automatically get an opening day ticket? Or oh, do yeah, you... no, I, yeah, I have a ticket for every game for season ticket. You get it every day. I mean, sometimes you can have night weekend plans, but I have, I have every. Oh, every, you every so game. okay? Because I, what we the only time I've ever done a, a, a ticket package was at Dodger Stadium, and it was um, 27 games. You know, so it was like you could pick and choose kind of these packages that were like that. If you want to see this series, there's a lot of games within this series. But I, right. um, the whole the whole season is a lot. So you must live yeah. right next to Wrigley. Oh, yeah. You I'm must a, live right there. One mile north. Yeah. I can just I walk there. I walk past there to go to work all the time. I work at a bar just south of there. So, mm. yeah. Uh, can you say the bar you work at? Uh, yeah. Nisei Lounge, the, the oldest bar in Wrigleyville, one of Chicago's best baseball bars, actually. There and you go. So very big Malort enthusiasts. Which is super Chicago, by the way, if anybody is um, wondering. But if you're uh, in the area, if you're in Wrigley Field, say, what's the name of the bar? It was an old Japanese bar. So it's N-I-S-E-I, Nisei Lounge, because Wrigleyville was a Japanese neighborhood back in the day, like in the 50s, 60s, even up to like the 70s. Really? Highly concentrated Japanese like population there. So yeah, the bar is like one of the one places that's kind of keeping that alive by keeping the old name and like, you know, keeping it. Real divey. I mean, <laughs> I the same tile floor from 1951, also. But there you go. Yeah, it's just crumbling yeah. under the pressure now. But people love authentic authenticity. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. We can give you a big dose of that in Wrigleyville. It's one of the few places you can get in Wrigleyville nowadays too, because it's all being re, you know, vamped and all, you know, gentrified and whatnot. From it's you, you, you've been there a while, correct? Yeah, I mean, I've been going since I was a kid. I mean, I was literally going. My mom said that I went, I was born in December, 1980. She said, but April 81, my grandma was taking me 
as like a baby. Wow. So, all right. Because my, my mom was a single mom, so my, she used to hand me off to my grandparents all the time. And like, she was just like, all right, let's go with a ball game. Like, it was cheap back then. Like, it was before they were really too big. Like, 84, once 84 happened, then the Cubs like exploded. And it's been this whole explosion of popularity and money ever since. But it really has. That's a good point because there were, I remember watching games back when literally there was, you know, it looked like there was 10 people there. Yeah. There was like four guys in suits who blew the day off from work and were just like drinking beers. And then there was people like kids like you with their grandparents who were like lifelong fans who were, you know, remembered the real good years, oh, yeah. the early 1900s. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know. You know. My first memories is the 84 playoffs when like the Cubs, you know, blew it against the Padres and uh, Leon Durham lost that ball and Steve Garvey and whatnot. I mean, I, I vividly remember like I was probably three or four, but I remember my yeah. grandparents was being so upset. My grandparents was being so upset. So that was that was gonna be it. That was gonna be the year. And of my I, first I, I remember everyone in my family just giving it a um, well, what? That's the Cubs. What do you expect? Like just yeah. kind of like, yeah. what did we think they were gonna actually advance right. to the World Series? Like we, yeah. it was. But as a kid, that was heartbreaking. That ball yeah. going between Leon Durham's legs. I mean, that was before Buckner, and people yeah. like wanted to run Buckner out of Boston and yeah. right. in Chicago. They're like, oops. I mean that was that was a rough one, dude. That was that was rough. Yeah. But that was the first that was the first season I remember being excited for, for sure. Yeah. Like really, really excited. Like, holy shit, this could be it, you know. I was a little so, too young to get it, but I was like, all right, people are Yeah, I mean I, I at that stage in my life I, I was I was convinced that the Cubs had never won a World Series. I didn't okay. understand that baseball went on before my life. Do you know what I mean? It was not even a year that existed. It's like, Dude, yeah, I was like walking around like whatever. Yeah, I'm five years older than you, and for sure, like maybe 1970 existed before me. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. there was nothing. You know, I heard a Led Zeppelin. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so you've seen that neighborhood really yeah. change? Very much, yes. I mean, I mean it's it accelerated the last 15 years so much, but yeah. I mean, and since 2016, even I'm sure it's like now they can, yeah. you know, they put in a um, a jumbo screen. Yeah, they put in buildings, yeah, and the Taco Bell's got knocked down. They're building a building there, but they said the Taco Bell's going to get back in the basement level, so we'll see. But oh wow, yeah, because that Taco exactly. Bell's a staple. Park yeah, we there. Taco Bell. The McDonald's is back, so it's all right. <laughs> so that's yeah. all right. We're getting a CVS now. It's crazy. What would that is that is if you if you've been there before you understand that that is kind of crazy because yeah. it used to be a very tr traditional kind of neighborhood neighborhood it wasn't yeah. like when because you go to Dodger Stadium and I love Chavez Ravine I love that park I think it's great I like the Dodgers but you you have to there's no bars around the right. stadium if you want to go to the shortstop you have to park three miles outside of the stadium Can you like walk and, up there i mean i've never really been in the dodger stadium i walk I, I i would go i would park near the shortstop we'd go to the shortstop and then we'd uh, right before the game started we'd walk there was this path it was up a hill and then huh. through like this kind of like you lost me at park. hill like, no not, oh dude it's out it, at hill. i we forget I forget about that walk, and then I like used to take like if I was dating someone, I'd be like, "Hey, let's go to a Dodger game." I go, "Oh, this is how I go," and they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" And it was a trek. We would walk through this. It goes up onto this park, and then you're walking, and then the park it drops down like a steep, like a dirt incline where you have to like use your feet to make sure you don't slide all the way down. And then like a cardboard box, like the Little League World Series hill, and just go right. Yeah, we would we would go there. I would I, you could you could walk up that hill. I would light a joint. We would smoke half the joint. Um, walking across this kind of path 
right. then on the way down the hill, I would stat I would put it out and I would stash it in a tree. And oh, I'm like, yeah. if a homeless person, if a homeless person finds this, like a, they can have it. Yeah, they can have it. And if I and if it's still here when I get back, I'll take it. Yeah, like bonus either way. Like, <laughs> but yeah, not, you're passing along, paying it forward. Trying, trying, dude. Or you get your joint bag and you get one back up the hill. I mean, and actually, true. I don't remember. I think I've only gotten it back once. So I think Dang, there because because I remember I came across a couple people taking dumps in that area. So yeah. I knew there were people living in that. Well, if one guy thing. finds it once, he's coming back to that tree forever. Like this is the magic joint tree. Like I gotta figure this out. Like I'm going back here every time. That's my game. thought. And I was there. That was a year I was at the stadium enough that it was like at least every five games there would be that going on. I, mean, you know? I would check so, the joint tree at that point. I mean, I'm not too proud. I checked it, and I'm the one that was leaving it there. I was yeah. like ch checking for. Um, as what's the first opening day you remember oh, going God. to? That's tough. Um, I think '89. I really remember going to because um, I went to the first night game in '88 with my, my grandmother. Ooh, nice! Like, was, and the one that got rained out too. The one that was cool, but they started doing like the slip and slide on the field and everything. That was the first one, right? And that then was the very first one, and it got rained my... out before they had courts because we can't have nice things. <laughs> like. The next day we'll do it. Okay. I'm like, I can't go that. All right. I can't go two days in a row. That's insane. Back then. Yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. My cousin, my cousin ended up at that second game with my uncle, I think. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that, uh, that first game got rained out. Like you said, that's a very typical. Though. Yeah. Do. And how about that? Just having lights at Wrigley was. Oh yeah. You, you couldn't, I, I was, I was anti when I, when, yeah, it, when no, I, me too. they were like, we're going to do, I'm like, no, really. What's that? I still kind of am anti them. I think they should take them down. <laughs> take them well, down. Recall the lights. I think there's, you know, there's something to be said for night baseball at Wrigley. There's yeah, something I mean, to be said for. It's helpful. I mean, it's it's helpful to the players. It's helpful to it's helpful to the players. Normal yeah. people that want to go to games, but for me, damn it, I want day baseball all the time. <laughs> like I, in the sunshine, but, like it was meant to be. But the Cubs still play an inordinate amount of day games yeah. compared to everybody well, else. I think more this year too, I think, than the last few. I think there's actually forty or forty-eight or something like that day games wow. this year. But a lot See, of them are on the weekends too, because like the Saturday and Sundays are always day, no matter. Usually, unless what? it's like an ESPN game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday night baseball or something. And Fridays will usually be at either one or three. Which is yeah, the yeah, yeah. Friday afternoon games are the best. Like if I can recommend going at any time to anybody, Friday afternoon games are like the most fun. Really? Yeah, because everybody got off work earlier, took the half day. Everybody's just going after it. Nobody has to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, it's usually not a huge kid crowd. You know, like Saturdays are the big kid crowds. Ah. Saturdays Sundays. That's where you get all the kids coming out. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's like the weekday point. night games, too. If you are coming to this party and like get the experience of it, like kind of old school, you got to be in the bleachers like Friday or like a weird Tuesday, Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. And what... Um... Do you have? Do, are there any? Do you have any rituals or any kind of thing like oh. like? Because because to me, I, I I like I've only been to a few opening day games. They've all been at Dodger Stadium, as far as I can remember. Maybe one game at the Twins Stadium, like when it was the garbage, the trash bag, or whatever, back in like yeah um, mid nineties. I visited that when I was fun stadium. Yeah, it was actually a pretty lame stadium, but it was a fun experience being there and whatever. But but I feel like now it's like um. Even when I'm, I don't have tickets for a game. It's like a holiday. I get, I'm like excited. It's like the night before. I get amped. I'm like, and I, it's hard to explain to people who don't like baseball, but the idea that you're about to see a 160 game season and you're starting with this clean slate and there's yeah. no, like every team wakes up that morning undefeated. Every team has a shot. Yeah. You know, there's hope. There's and and it's like, 
Like I, I feel <laughs> it's that scene in Happy Gilmore when mm-hmm. Chubbs is like, "Ooh, the smell of the grass." He's like, "Easy, buddy. You're gonna write me a poem." It's like, yeah, yeah I do. I want to write a poem about the whole thing and yeah. <laughs> put it out there because I just I get amped up and I don't I don't necessarily have any rituals, but like. When I drank more, man, I was up and oh. I was watching yeah. games as soon as they were on and ready to go. Well, Do you now have they, anything that gets you oh, moving yeah, no, in the I morning, got a lot like, for opening day especially, like well, the last couple of years the band's been playing a show in opening day, so we usually, you know, set like have some. Oh, kind sorry, of, this is your band, Bleach the Bleacher Bum. Yeah, the Bleacher Bum band. Sorry, yeah, we're in a Cubs themed comedy. It's pretty funny too. It's comedy. It's Cubsy. It's fun. It's good music too. We're having fun with it. Like I don't know, we've put a lot of work into it over the last couple of years, and it's fun. Like uh, the metro. Well, like you the, have to know. Metro, yeah, that has this all the time. Oh, I was gonna say you can, and you also sort of have to know you know how to play your instruments. You're, you're not yeah. total fuck offs because otherwise right. it wouldn't. No one would want to watch that. Right. But, so you're having fun. It's it's themed for sure, geared yeah. at a certain audience. It's not for right. pirates fans. Um, but it goes you know. from like a little more serious to the comedy. Like there's one song that's kind of about opening day called "Coming Back to Wrigley," where you know we're singing about like the year after winning the championship it's like all right it's coming back to wrigley like we're coming like here we go let's raise it like banner it's like we're all tougher let's go win another one you know like let's go so we have a, we, that that song's our probably opening day song that's your but 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 how do you because it's so hard for a team to repeat a world series win yeah. like i mean that's why in Baseball's been around since the early mid 1800s, mm-hmm. and very few teams have done back to back World Series Absolutely. championships. And, you know, you see a team like the 2016 Cubs, and by all accounts, that was like the 85 Bears. They should yeah. have won three back to back to back Super Bowls with that sure. cast of players, you know. And the 2016 Cubs kind of had that same feel where people were like, dude, this is the team that's going to do it. Yeah. And, now we're sans Madden, you know what I mean? People have started to leave. Lester, it's yeah. Like... yeah, John Lester was a big one too. Because when once we got Lester, it was like, all right, this is a real team now. Like we're serious. Like this is for serious. Like well, it was it because it was a pickup that wasn't stupid. It was a pickup right. that made sense that he could contribute. Whereas like sometimes they get these guys and you're like, dude, what is this? Who are these dudes? Why are we? Why are we getting either getting them back or at the, like the end of their career? Yeah. It's very weird. Dude. It was like this dude with two rings in Boston is just like leaving to come here. Like that was serious. It was like, all right, he's like, like he knew. Always, yeah, you know, Theo's got this. Like all right, because like once that happened, like 15 was probably one of the most fun years being out there because it was before we knew what was going on like we didn't know the the ceiling of the what was going to happen yet the, there is that back to the future um yeah that vibe too yeah so 2015 was the anniversary of that it yeah. would have been what they said in the second movie yeah. and a friend of mine who's a cardinals fan hit me up and was like hey do you think there's cuz then the like 2015 as the season was com- like getting getting on it looked I mean, it looked real, mm-hmm. real good. It looked like what the was best. Arietta? Yeah, he was Arietta's tearing the, everything apart. He was one of the best seasons by a pitcher, second half of the season especially, of all time. It was, it, and, and and they did, and to me, they did what they did with the Dodgers do with Kershaw. They leaned on Arietta too much. Yeah. They 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 wore him down, yeah. making him pitch all that. And and as a competitor, and as a, you know, a badass, oh, yeah. you want that anyway. But oh, it, He's not it, saying no, yeah. It, it ended up being detrimental to the season, but I think you don't get that far without him. And the yeah. fact that, like, because they were looking like they were going to go, my friend was like, do you think that, that there's something to, like, if you put something out in the universe for that long and people talk about it for that long, that it just sort of manifests itself? And I'm like, I do believe that, 
I don't know if that's going to happen here. And it yeah. was, it was, I, I was oddly disappointed at the end of that season because I wasn't expecting anything at the right. beginning. And then I was like, oh my God, man, that was close. It was a tough pill to swallow. I mean, we ran into a freight train too named Daniel Murphy. I mean, that Dude. was a problem. And like, that was Ugh. a problem. And I, I, to this day, like, hate that guy, not only for his politics, but also his just baseballing. And e yeah, everything about his, yeah, his anti everything. Like, and like, like. Uh, and then when he came to Chicago, I couldn't look at that guy. He oh, had no. put, he put on a Cubs oh, jersey. I was like, I dude, get him, him out of here. I booed him as a Cub. I was like, booed, so no, I don't care. Good. Did you ever boo Jim Edmonds? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> when he was wearing that a Cubs uniform. Oh, no, Cardinals, no. Uh -uh. I, I gave him a little slack towards the end because he, like, he was getting better. He actually did play good for us. So he did. I, I he cut did. him slack at the end. But at the beginning, oh, no, no. I was out in the bleachers then giving him hell. That's really funny, man. Have you always your tickets have always been in the bleachers? I mean, before I got season tickets in in thirteen. So when we when we got bad in like Theo, Theo's first year, everybody was out. I mean, I was on the waiting list since like ninety six. It was my grandma's in my grandma's name still. Oh my god! You know, so she, we were on the waiting list forever, and like finally came up. She's like, "Well, we gotta do it. We waited this long. Like, all right." So I just got in on the night and weekend for bleachers. Then. But even before that, I was going, I would sit in bleachers. I mean, it was the most, I was, that's my kind of place, you know? Yeah, man. The bleachers are fun. I mean, if you can, if you don't have a bad back or you can, you know what I mean? You can handle the, the, yeah. the ass cheeks being you, on the, you the slab. Enough, it's fine. Like figure it out. You have enough beer and then you stop thinking about your back. Yeah. And, and what were you, you did you ever go to games when the bleachers were still functioning in the very center? Oh, like in the, like the batter's eye? Yeah. Like area? No, I don't remember that. I remember always just being like... Was it always blocked off like that? Not as much. They blocked it off more, I think, in like the 70s or 80s. Like, because there used to be complaints about it. Like, in the 60s, it was pretty much just all filled, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was like that in the 70s, too. I feel like I saw a couple games where... I don't remember exactly when that happened. I remember yeah. it being like painted green for a while. It was just like a green... They just, like, painted everything green over there. And there was, like, nothing. And then they put, like, the bushes in and stuff. Yeah. And they built that lounge with the bushes in there now. There's, like, a lounge thing. Like, you can... Like, a suite back there. Yeah. It's, like, uh... Like, I walked through that new pitcher's um, bullpen. Yeah. Uh, at a dead and company show like oh yeah that fish tank down there yeah 20 2015 or whatever yeah it's crazy down there it's crazy well, that's one of my rituals too because I'm, I'm pretty good friends with the bullpen catcher chad noble and like i'll i'll go before like the, they're doing anything the first couple innings I'll, like go and like make faces at him or do a dance through the window or something or like he'll throw a ball at the window or something just do something funny like that's awesome laugh. like yeah it, i really hurt myself doing that once actually <laughs> is that how you met because we sort of know each other um through Brody Stevens. Yeah. Technically, mm -hmm. I saw I was telling Indy this, I was watching a game randomly a few seasons ago, Wednesday afternoon or something, and all of a sudden yeah. Brody pops on Cubs winter hat and like yeah. he's he's okay. holding this dude by the neck and I'm like and and, he, and I'm like at first I'm like, "Hey, that kind of looks like me." Like, you know, cuz yeah. the beard, you had a right. big it looked reddish, yeah. you know. Even bigger, yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, so I took a a screen grab of it. I took a picture <laughs> of it." And I was like, and when he passed away i was like here's my favorite and i i put two to two together when i saw you tweeting about him yeah and then i saw a couple because just you being the cubs fan you showed up in my right i'm sure you know yeah. people are like this might be interesting to you because you constantly talk about this bullshit you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, i was like right. yeah and then when i saw that i posted that picture and you had said i i think this is this guy bleacher jeff and you were like yeah. that is me and i was like ah, yeah. oh, perfect so yeah, that's kind of how we we met which is yeah. um uh bittersweet in the sense that it would be yeah. it's it's great that brody brings 
you know, because that's kind of what he did yeah, in terms of baseball and comedy. Yeah. yeah, brings people together. And um, for anybody who doesn't know, Brody uh, committed suicide in a couple of years ago now. So this yeah. is the second. This will be the second baseball season without him. Yeah. Uh, second full season, right? No. Um, or is it the third? Well, third. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, it was before. Yeah, it's a really nice. Yeah, so this will be the third. third. Oh God. That's and and awful. and that's that's sad because oh, yeah. you know it just now it's like every because he he was he was gone shortly before that season started oh just like the, literally the day before he was gonna go to spring training like the next day like yeah and go see you know his friends on the cubs and start hanging out and going to games and stuff and i really think you'd have been fine if you just got through that day like i i completely at least for agree a while you, i mean yeah. at least for a while yeah but once you get down to spring training i mean that's that was the a real bummer about the COVID thing last year is like, I yeah. didn't go to Arizona because yeah. do you ever get down there? I went in 16. I haven't gone in a few years cause it's just been too crazy, but I you went, went to time. spring training the year they went to yeah. the world series. Yeah. And I actually went and saw them in Vegas for like, they played like a weekend in Vegas too. So I saw a couple games in Phoenix and went over to Vegas for a couple games. That was a fun weekend. Yeah. Fun. Weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, I, I, I love spring training. Well, if you Lester, if anybody, What's that? Oh, so Lester. We a home run in a spring training game. It was amazing. It was like one of the first <laughs> that, times. Like, Holy that is funny, dude. Yeah. I love watching pitchers run bases. Oh, especially him. He was like just hulky and like horse-like. It was fun. Dude, I don't understand that guy. If if like you didn't watch him pitch, he's got no other athletic. No. He, he should, can't like, throw to first base. He can't like, run. He can't yeah. hit. He can't like. No, his habitat is in like a deer stand with a gun, like shooting shit and drinking dude, birds and whatever yeah. he's doing. Oh, he's from like Tacoma, Washington. But I guess there's that vibe up there too. I don't know, outdoorsman. He's an he's definitely an outdoor beer drinking sort of dude. Yeah, 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 dude. Which is nothing wrong with that. I like that. Um, did, how did you how did you meet Brody? Did you meet him at Wrigley? Did you meet him? Because yeah. you said your friend is your friends well, with Chad Noble. He, Brody was friends with I think the bullpen coach. Yeah, with yeah, and 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 Mike Borzello. He's like the strategy coach and like catching court i don't know he's got a bunch of titles but yeah, you know, yeah overall he's like this the guy looking at the video making the game plans and sending them up to the guys i think nice nice but yeah i mean actually I, it's funny i originally met him in boston i was on i had a in 2014 like my grandmother just passed we had this, this trip plan to go to see the cubs in fenway and she passed but we had it all planned so like all right well you know me and max wife at the time was went and we're like all right we've got it. Let's, let's go we had field passes and everything like green monster seats all that stuff dude nice so yeah i'm just on the field like during batting practice like we're watching like nate Shearholds take batting practice and rizzo's right there and just you know the weird 2014 cups like starlin castro's there yeah like before <laughs> before all that like i think we met like michael and we were like oh michael great like who, whatever like michael just disappeared but um yeah so they were everybody's on the field and i just like and I saw Brody's show the year before. That was like uh, the year after Enjoy It was on Comedy Central, all that. And I oh. discovered him. And I looked more into his like comedy after that. And I was like, oh, this guy's great. Like, so I'm into like Tim and Erica and stuff that gets too. So I was like, it's the natural thing. To this do. guy's weird. Yeah, he's weird. And like, I love things that are just different. I love people that are just like so unique, you know, and like just doing something like no one else can do. And like, that's that's what really attracted me to him. But yeah, I just saw him talking to a coach in the field, and I was like, hey, that's that's a guy. That's fucking Brody from the show. Like. Let's and like she's like no I don't know I'm like why would he be here like well, that makes no sense I mean I knew he was a baseball guy but like why here now but you would you didn't you if you don't know that you know right. he just appears yeah I just knew he was a baseball I didn't know he was like friends with the coach and was, like following the Cubs around and shit I, so I was like I was like Brody you know like to gave him a little and he's like what 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 like looking around like crazy and I was like hey man and so he like walked over and he's like hey like 
nice to me. I'm talking to my friend right now, but like, you know, I'll see you guys after. I was like, oh, you got a show in like New York. He's like, yeah, I'm like, we're going there. Like, we'll see you there or something. So we ended up just like seeing him at the show and like shaking hands again and like made a joke about us. I mean, like Cubs people, I know you, Boston, like. Doesn't forget. Yeah. So then after that, like, I didn't see him for like, then the 2015 happened. No, it was, that was 14. So in January 15, there's a Cubs convention, the, the year league fan convention. Yeah. In the yeah. Downtown. And like, I'm just, I'm there. I think I got a pass or something. I don't know. I don't really like that thing, but I just was walking around the lobby and like, who comes just rolling through the lobby with freaking Brody. I'm like, Hey Brody. Like, Hey, I saw him. Like what I was like, Hey, yeah. Like okay, blah, blah, blah. whatever. He's that was it. You know, cool. Like we got a picture, put it on Twitter. Like then we started like talking on Twitter more. And then, then he was in the Periscope thing more. So I'd be on his Periscope more. And then like the more I talked to him, he'd interact. And we just kind of like built the friendship through that and through this. Then one next time in 15, I think he's, God, it had to be like July of 15. He's he's at the stadium on Periscope again. I'm like, oh, bro, yeah, I'm in the bleachers. Like, come. He's got an all access pass. He can walk wherever he wants. I'm like, yeah, hey, bleachers. Like, come out, dude. They're like, yeah, find Bleacher Jeff. All in there. He's like, okay, I'll find Bleacher Jeff. And he's like, walk in. I'm like, just found him. Like, we're on the Periscope and like, get a hug and stuff. Like, oh, man, good to see you. Then he just like sat down by us. So I was like, yeah, I got a spot if you want to sit here. Like, I don't know. He's like, all right. So he just sat down and like had the Periscope and then put it down after a while and just was watching the game and looking at, you know, weird stuff on Twitter, whatever he does all the time, and yeah. you know, too much Daily Mail for his own good. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then just started there, and then like every time he'd come, he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, let's you know, all throughout sixteen, just come whenever he was there." Because like we knew what was going down after fifteen, we knew sixteen was gonna be a special year. Like everybody knew something was going. Like, I mean, I it was dropped everything. I went to seventy-two games that year, including the playoffs. Like I went to way too many games. For, Holy like, shit, man! That's all the home games plus. Plus playoffs, all the World Series games that were in Chicago. Like I got into everything. It was. Did you did you, I was going to say, did you go to all the World Series games that were? Uh, did you go to any in Cleveland or just all? No, in- I didn't go to Cleveland. I felt like I wanted to be in Chicago, especially Game Seven. I almost went with Brody to Game Seven, but I was like, oh, like I wanted to be in Chicago. Like when it happened, I didn't want to be. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I got to be here. Like I need to be with the people when this all goes down. Like. Because it was because it was either going to be, um, insane. Yeah. Or insane. All I knew was that was like, <laughs> I need to be involved in either way. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. where this goes down, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the middle of this. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, yeah, I watched it at the Metro. Like I was just like, they had a big screen, like on a projector screen at the Metro, that big rock club that's right next to Wrigley there. Um, if anybody's not familiar, but yeah. And then just pouring out in the street, everybody's out there. Like, and it was more tears. There was no flames. It was just all tears. Like everyone was too, just like, in awe and sad and not even sad just like tears of joy yeah to be more more like it's like when you get something you just didn't think you would ever get oh yeah and it's just like everybody's like oh the city's gonna be set on fire it's gonna be the craziest thing i was like it was fine like people were honking horns and going nuts and like no one really did anything and we had like the biggest gathering on one of the faces of the earth or whatever dude it was the eighth or tenth largest gathering of human beings uh ever recorded on the planet wild yeah i was in the middle of that too that was wild that looked like something I did not want to be in the middle of. Oh, I got down there with the by the stage. I had a big vuvuzela. I bought a vuvuzela. Just honking it. I was yelling free jazz, twenty five cents, and honking my vuvuzela. It was a good time. Very stoned. Very like we. <laughs> yeah, I bet, dude. I bet, man. It was a good time. Um, so let's yeah, talk. Back to opening day. Yeah, sorry, we're getting. Well, all... no, 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 dude. I want. I wanted to. I. I, right. I oh, yeah, I like Brody's talk, story. Yeah. I like to talk about Brody whenever I can, yeah, no. just because. Me his, too. 
his love of baseball was unparalleled. And, and then keep the legacy alive. The way, yeah, the way he, like, look, you guys, you recognized him. You said hi. Yeah. He then, yeah. boom, boom, boom. You're yeah. sitting with him at the bleachers. It's like yeah. that's not a no. He treated me like anybody else. Like he, you know, just like that was the biggest thing. Like I, I learned and saw from him. It's like for being who he was and being like you know, a semi-famous person that could, he's like big time. And it's like, I don't know, whatever. Like he was just like super cool and just like talk to you. Like you were like just, just as important as anybody else. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, that, that's, that's what I always liked about him. Even when I was just starting out and I would see him, you know, he would remember my name. Yeah. He would remember where I was from. He knew yeah. I liked the Cubs. High school mascot. Uh, dude. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was just, it's it's just a guy who in, in LA, it can be, you can feel like you don't, like nobody gives yeah. a shit about you. <laughs> it's really easy I'm, to fall I'm into. I'm trying that. to authenticity too, and you feel that with him. Like he's just who he is, and that's it. Like like it or not, like this is just this is what you're getting. Like cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, I yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I didn't agree with all of his stuff all the time. Obviously, no, no, I would never talk politics with the dude. But yeah. I will say he I gave us a couple times. But uh, <laughs> no, thank you. I think he went all right, but um, we had we had him on. Um, talking about, I had another podcast that I think you, yeah, we had you on yeah, that too, yeah. uh, Hollywood right, yeah, Anonymous. Yeah. And uh, we had Brody on talking about his, the seven games. He went to all seven of those World Series yeah. games and he only had a ticket for the first one. Oh, I so snuck him in game five myself, yeah. Yeah, so this uh, game five, you snuck him in. He he basically just walked right in uh, to game six and seven. He said he saw... <laughs> His joke about Kevin Millar. He's like, yeah. I went to I went to preschool with Kevin Millar. He had <laughs> frosted tips. I, I'm never gonna not laugh at that whenever <laughs> I see one, Kevin yeah. Millar. But he said he walked in, he waved, and Kevin's like, hey. I mean, the dude yeah. is on the field pre-worlds a World Series game. Yeah. And he doesn't what? have any press credentials. He doesn't have a pass. No, he, no ticket. He's just like everyone's like, yeah. Kevin Millar, yeah. <laughs> Just got the old wave. In. I mean, the Cubs wear shirts with his, you know. I yeah, mean, it's yeah, this one right here, dude. Yeah, Brazil yeah. gave this to me. Yeah, and if you happen to see the movie Bad Trip on Netflix, oh yeah, I just heard about that. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, there is a, a there's a. It's dedicated to Kevin yeah. uh, Barnett and um, that's amazing. Brody Stevens, yeah, yeah. it's uh, very funny. Watch that. I passed through that real quick in a cowboy hat. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. But the movie is really funny. I think you'll enjoy it and probably. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's probably on the docket for tonight, actually. Yeah, there you go. Um, actually, not tonight because tonight's opening day. So oh, right, shit, <laughs> dude. No, people get it. Right, no, um, it's, it's great. I started with a shower beer. I got to the stadium at. Wait, I'd be at the stadium right now though, and or playing a show depending on what time this is. Well, this will come out at six a.m. on opening oh, day. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm just I just got out of bed. I'm <laughs> my coffee with my Bailey's in Bailey's it. Bailey's right in right it. Right nice. Go. Now, what, what yeah. when you get to the stadium, where do you where do you guys play? Well, we play at G Man Tavern, so it's right next to the Metro, right on Clark. There, it's it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Wrigley Field, right there. Okay, so you walk your gear over there. Well, we're gonna have the rest of the band drive it over. Like, not everybody's going to the game. Like, only me and my one of my bandmates is. Like, the drummer guy is a Sox fan, so he doesn't care. What? Okay. Yeah, whatever. We need a drummer. It's hard. To yeah, find that's t- that's true. The drummer just he's the heartbeat. He doesn't need yeah. to. As long as he like wants to show up, I don't care. Like we had a Cardinals fan for a little bit last year. I didn't care. I was like, whatever, I don't care. We just got and we played. We made him play "Fuck the Cardinals" too. We did Rocky <laughs> Casbah as "Fuck the Cardinals." Yadi ah. don't like it. Fuck the Cardinals. Fuck the Cardinals. Go from there. Like John Hamm don't like it. Fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> yada yada. 
Um, yeah, but it's right there. It's a good time. Uh, they they had us like in nineteen. They had us every month. Like we had a monthly thing. We're t- I think we're working that out for this year. So we might just be like a monthly residency after like a Saturday oh, nice. game or something. So yeah. And how many? How many? How many? How long do you guys play? Usually just about an hour. Like we just got this album. We just dropped this album. It's a uh, self-titled Bleacher Bum Band on Spotify and whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll put. Yeah, we're gonna put up links probably, to uh, where where people. I can think get that's it. forty minutes long, and we're playing a couple covers. We're doing. Um, what covers do you do? This for this set, we're doing uh, Viva Las Vegas, but we're changing it like a rockabilly rocked up version, and it's Viva Chris Bryant because he's from Vegas. So ah, uh, okay. So we got some Chris Bryant lyrics, Viva Chris Bryant. It works pretty well. And then uh, we're doing, um, we re- reworked uh, The Mighty Quinn. Ooh, I like that song. And that song is going to be Everybody's In, because that's one of the Cubs slogans is Everybody's In. I think we wrote that two years ago anyway, or we worked, whatever. It's in this set, who cares? It was more the Cubs slogan a couple years ago, but. Yeah, it, but it that's worked. all right. That's all right. And then uh, I think that's it for this one. But yeah, we've done. Um, yeah, the Rock the Casbah is a good one. That's Fuck the Cardinals. Oh, God, what are some other ones? I have to look well, back up. Well, I like the, the, I got the song list here for the album. Oh, yeah. Those um, are the original ones, too. These are all original record songs. The, yeah, this is, I was going to say, there are no covers on here. This is yeah. all. We, can't um, do that kind, we don't have that kind of money. I like <laughs> the Ballad of John Baker. Yeah. I feel like I remember that game. Yeah, the, the night the backup catcher got the win. Yeah. yeah. It was a 14 inning game, and uh, everybody ran out of pitchers. And he so came in. put in the backup catcher, a tie ball game. He ended up getting getting on his he went in to hit first, ended up getting a walk and scoring. Like walked, got to second the lyrics are like he got to first base on a walk. He got to second base somehow. Like no one remembers how he got to second base. Yeah. <laughs> then he scored on a sacrifice fly from third, and that ended up winning the game. Like yeah. got inning a scoreless baseball, pitching as the backup catcher. Throwing awful stuff like not throwing. Oh my it, no! But, oh no! That le- it wasn't like he sh- came in and was like, "My God, I didn't know he could no. throw." It's like, how He's is this happening? Sixty-five and down the middle, just like you or I could. I mean, which which I think is a, for a batter who's used to eighty-five, oh yeah, ninety-five yeah. moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like up. more confusing. Yeah. Um, how do you? <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, this is like such a dumb question. How? Where do you? <laughs> where do you come up with your ideas for lyrics? Well, a lot of it's my bandmate, Mr. Danny Rocket, Mr. Sun Ranto from the Sun Ranto podcast. Like he's got his own ah. podcast thing. But yeah, he was a he was like a God. He used to sing in um, the t- original touring company of like Rent back in the day. Like he was like a big wow. New York singer guy back then, kind of Broadway. And he was also actually his other claim to fame is he was the he was an Arby's voiceover guy when it was like I'm thinking Arby's for like in the late 2000s. Wow. Okay. He, uh, Two claims to fame. Hey, but yeah, he's he's mostly behind the lyrics and stuff. I'm mostly producing and playing guitar and making it all work and all that stuff and putting some leads on it and stuff, doing some guitar solos. And how long have you been playing guitar? Oh, I've been playing since I was god 13 Kid. years old. Yeah, like, I was good at trumpet in the, um, like junior high or whatever. It was like first chair or whatever. And then it was like, oh, it's time to go to high school. Like you got to play in marching band. I was like, nope. Like I'm not doing that. Like you make me put on a hat and a suit and like march in front of everybody. Like, yeah, I don't need. Uh, I don't need to wear slacks. Like I'm good. Like I'm just gonna play guitar now. That's cool. Like I'll just figure this out. And then that's funny. Yeah, but I was I never play- like lessons guy or anything. I just like have learned from ear and just playing and figuring out all the songs and. Wow. I don't know. It's kind of well. That's know. a lot of practice then, man, because man, that's yeah. just not easy, you know. And no, and it's been a long time, yeah. 
and I know like I know like people would look at your band and be like, oh yeah, that's it. these guys that fuck around and they play these Cubs songs, yeah. but like writing a song and writing lyrics and write and putting it all together, like I don't care if it's supposed to be funny, I don't care if it's supposed to be you know yeah. fucking scary, whatever, but yeah. it's not an easy process. Right, and I wanted to take the music like seriously to be like, hey, this is like music you can listen to. It's fun. It rocks. Like it's like we want to be like. If you're like going to the game, this is a album you could just like crank and get pumped for a game, you know. If like it's your way down like, not, and not to compare you two, but like the idea of Tenacious D, yeah, or um, Flight of the Concords, in the sure. sense that you laugh your ass off at the lyrics, but the music is right. legitimately good. It's really well done, and it's made by musicians. You know? Yeah, there's also this rapper in Chicago called Serengeti. I don't know if you've heard of them. He does that that Dennehy mm -hmm. song. It's like. Uh, he just raps about like sports and stuff. He has like the Chicago character. It's like a rapper. Oh wow! Okay, it's, really it's that's the kind of thing I I looked at too. Like, oh yeah, we could just have this like weird character thing and just like do it like we're just a fan going through the day or whatever. Just yeah, that kind of perspective. Yeah. It's for, it's it's a point of view. You know what I mean? That's fairly unique in the sense that you guys are dudes who in these songs live in the bleachers essentially yeah um you know you're always there have you seen all the fucking movies they make about every you know bleacher bums and they've made like a thousand uh, movies yeah, i feel I saw, like where it's I mean, like there's that play that was like Mon joe montana did that was bleacher bums and didn't they make a movie yeah. of that or no i mean i've seen it i don't know i don't know it's on like I got like a DVD of it somewhere. It was like a play. <laughs> like I got someone handed me a DVD. Like one of the old timers in the bleachers was like, "Hey, yeah, here's Bleacher Bums on DVD." I was like, "All right." And I think I watched it. I'm like, "What? I don't even understand." Like it was, I don't know. It was just like a play around people going to the game, and I didn't yeah. care. Like I was like, "All right, I don't care." Like, That's the thing is, it, it, unless the writing is so outstanding that you can't believe it, conversations right. between people you don't give a shit about isn't gonna. That's like what I've run into a lot in Los Angeles is people like, "Oh, you're a Cubs fan." Uh, yeah, my right. my dad was a Cubs fan, and they think that then we should be friends. Yeah, like yeah, we're friends now. <laughs> but yeah, also like to not be too serious too, because like one of one of our songs is also like about how like the trough piss is recycled in the Budweiser because Harry Carey wanted to save money in 1986. So is that is that what this is about? The Harry lives on yeah, in the Harry taps. Harry lives on the taps. So when you pee in the trough, where does the pee go? It goes back into the Budweiser, sell it back to you. Harry Carey said that was his idea and to save money. That's very Fight Clubby. That's yeah. very Brad Pitt and Fight Club selling yeah. back soap. Good for right. good for Harry. Uh, yeah. and, and for yeah. anyone who's concerned, that's not a it's a fantasy. It didn't. No, really it's happen. just. Well, yeah. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> I can't say it's not. I mean, I don't, I don't have proof otherwise. What is your um? First of all, Will Baker plays trombone on the Ballad of John yeah. Baker. That's not yeah. a relation, is it? No. Yeah, it's his brother. Yeah, it's John Baker's brother. Yeah. Well, because we have an event every year. We have a John Baker Day like event every year too. That's one of our our big summer event. So John Baker has come and like we had a little podcast with him and he like did some Q and A and stuff and just hangs really out. yeah we've hung out wow yeah. I didn't I don't think because of that game because yeah. of that no because we every year since we've had this event it's just kind of grown a little bit it's grown each year I mean last year awesome. we had to do it we didn't well we did do it last year but like not very well it wasn't big or anything no but I think that's Virtual. that speaks to what you can do with like baseball you know what i mean like yeah. john baker had a career he played yeah. in the majors which is super oh, yeah. hard to do and it's super not easy hard. and it shouldn't be sneezed at but in terms of like was john baker Derek jeter no no, no. was john baker jody davis no. no was john baker keith morland no, no not really but 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 like he had that game like, there you go there there's <laughs> there's Aaron Boone is coaching the Yankees yeah. because of one hit. 
yeah. because of one. He's not a he's not a guy who played for he's the Yankees for forty years. He's not no. a dude. He's beloved oh, yeah. for one fucking dude. home run, dude. Right. It's you crazy play, how that happens. And the John Baker thing is is an example that that happens. There's those stories throughout the league where it's like we celebrate this guy for this one game. Like remember when so and so hit for the cycle opening day. 40 years ago, like we still get pumped for that. Like, because the idea that anybody can contribute and anything can happen uh, and and any given minute of a baseball game. And that's why I I laugh when people are like, ah, it's boring. It's like, it's not boring, man. It's just. Yeah, if you're into it, anything can happen at any time. Like you just said, it's perfect. Like, yeah. Dude, I mean, and there's so much nuance all the time. If you know where to watch and know what to listen to, and you know you're tuned into it as much as you can be, like there's a lot going on. I mean, yeah, and and like I said, with opening day, I mean, it's it's just the excitement that anything is possible, you know. Yeah. And, and and I think it's kind of it works for life too because it's sort of the beginning of, you know, it's spring. You yeah. know, we're we're gonna move into summer. It's starting to warm up across the country spring a little clean. bit here and there. You know, and yeah, people are getting outside again. It's just there's just like a, you know, not again, not to sound like chubs. And it's like there's a promise of a new day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's just sure. like it really is Especially exciting. This year, yeah, Especially yeah, dude. This is and that's what I wanted. Like, this is a special opening day in in oh, yeah. my head because I am I love David Ross. Mm-hmm. I think that him. I think the 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 catcher is the quarterback of the field. Absolutely. And I think when you take that guy, that's a guy who would be good on and 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 that catcher in particular, David Ross, was friends with everybody. Oh yeah, uh, from Boston in Chicago, like everybody was friendly also, with him. I saw David Ross almost like fight uh, Borzello on the field one time though, like before, during warmups. So like he wasn't he was friendly, but he also got in people's ass. Like he'll get he'll get into it when he has to. Like he was a fiery dude too, which I, that's what we needed more of too. I feel like we need we exactly there's a there's a fine there's like that nice line of like. He's affable, yeah. but right. he will tell you to fucking, you yeah. know, buck up and get shit done when yeah, you need to do it. Yeah. And 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 the catcher being fiery is the things that get said, which is immediately why when the COVID season started and there were no fans, they were like, well, we can't show games like this because right. you could hear everything the players yeah. were saying. Right. So they had to start pumping in audience noise and crowd noise and well, music. dugouts too, like you're hearing strategy, you, you're hearing- Strategies, you're hearing like insults, you're yeah. hearing shit that like umpires were hearing themselves get made fun of, like <laughs> yeah. stuff that you just never heard during regular there, games. Yeah. It reminds and it was me of like, one game I went to like, remember there was like the weird hurricane game, like and like the Tigers and like the Marlins played at like US Cellular Field like in 2005 or something. There was literally like a thousand people in the stadium. Like, cause they, they announced it like two days before they were just like letting people in for like 10 bucks, sit up wherever you want. Like, and like literally I was like yelling at the third base umpire from like right field. And like, they were like laughing at the dugout and stuff. And like Juan Encarnacion from the Marlins was right there just looking at me every five minutes being like, Shut up, dude. What are you, like, come on. It was wild. So with no one in it, like even like that, it's it's a wild environment. Yeah. Imagine playing a whole season like that. Yeah. And that the, the to me, when people are like, oh, they only had to play a 60 game season, the stress that that 60 games put oh, on yeah. those players and the managers and the upper and the office and the front office and the owners and the uh, fuck. Well, actually, fuck the owners. But yeah, the, 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 the stress that it put on the players like they played. That's a full season, man. I don't care how you look at it. Yeah. The Dodgers won a World Series in a legitimate world, season yeah. as far as I'm concerned, because I mean, it was tougher to do even with no. I mean, just how it went down. I mean, it's it's just as tough. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it was it was 
uh, sad that opening day last year was the way it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was pushed and people were sick and it was, yeah, it was just awful. So today uh, I'm hoping, you know, uh, for that, just again, another shot. This is it. We can, we can, yeah. we, we can regroup and we can move forward together. And I think, right. so, so you're going to get to the stadium. You're going to get to the, you get to the bar. What time? So yeah, I'm going to get, Ooh, God, I mean, probably, ooh, I don't even know exactly. It's a uh, one o'clock game. The thing is, it's not unusual though, because usually the bleachers are general admission too. So I, it's like, it was like it used to be. Now it's not, now it's assigned and pods and whatever, but it used to be just like you lined up outside sure. like, a, like a rock concert. Like, yeah. So I would get there, I mean, I would get there at least like nine o'clock, if not have some an agent there before, like holding it down for us, you know, and just getting in line. But, God, I've been there as early as seven o'clock, six thirty in the morning. Like, yeah, but you know, just to get your seat. Yeah, I mean, because I sit in the front like row. There's like a little, there's like little benches. Like there's a, a ribbon board next to me. I play like a bass drum. There's a lot I can do in that seat. So like, it really helps. You're out like there. Marvin Hatley. You're like the guy yeah. who wrote the Laurel and Hardy Cuckoo song. He played the guitar, the bass yeah. drum, and the trumpet all at the same right? time. Right? I wish. <laughs> the fuck Dude, piano. You know, they would let instruments in. Oh my god, it'd be great. Like, come on, I'm not the Indians drummer guy yet. That guy gets a drum. Come on, or Dude, the and Cleveland everybody. Baseball team, sorry, the Cleveland baseball team. Yes, the Cleveland baseball team. But that guy is annoying i mean there's I, yeah just hearing him on tv i'm like dude well, he doesn't shut too much, up too much like he's got to pick his spots better i feel like i choose my spots very i'm like all right if it's like a high leverage time seventh inning or later like things are getting serious or like some things happening like bases loaded or something you know that's when we get it out like we're not just painting it like all day like no 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 yeah yeah when there's nothing also, going on or you're down 15 I, runs or whatever so my hand yeah. would be destroyed if i just did that all the time too because like i'm just banging with my bare hand like a giant <laughs> metal thing so it's i gotta get like i gotta tape it up or get a boxing glove or something yeah is is ronnie woo woo still around oh yeah i, I saw him this year i saw him because i was going down to the ball hawk corner even during games like during the year this year because there were, we could hang out on a street out there it was outside like we were going for balls during batting practice. Everybody was like, "All right, we're wearing masks and stuff. If we're going for balls, like no one, you know, f around." Yeah, but we still had some fun out there. That's nice. Yeah, he came. He came walking through a couple times and wooing it up and trying to see what's going on outside. Yeah, he was out there. Dude, he fans thought, will fly not... that dude. I saw him at San Diego at Petco. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he's, he's not walking around very fast. I'll tell you that much. But... Nope, he wasn't. This was this was 2014 or something. Oh yeah, like no, he's that. definitely degraded since then. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's always got someone with him, and he's just hobbling around, wooing, and I mean, I don't know. Wow, good for him, man. I mean, I've seen him bad things about him too, but we don't need to get to that. Night. Oh, oh, okay. Well, let's. Well, not we'll like add, horrible. Let's, let's just say there's been some public urination issues. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, look, if I'm going to be judging people on urinating in public, <laughs> that is what they call maybe a little hypocritical. Two, maybe a little number two too. Ah, look, I've taken. I don't know if you're familiar with my work, but I've taken me some outside dookies. All right, fair um, enough. <laughs> uh well dude what so you play your set who someone takes your instruments and then you're just yeah, off to the game in, i'll be at the game um yeah and then right after just gonna hop on over play a set and uh oh wait you play after the game yeah we're playing after we're playing post game yeah oh man okay so so i'm gonna get i mean this time like we're only gonna get i think we can only get in an hour before the game starts so we're probably gonna i might just go to my bar because i get half price drinks at the bar i work at I'm drink like hell there if I can, and go down. Yeah, and just go into the game, 
see how it goes. And uh, if it's not going if it's not going great, if it's a bad in either direction, I might leave early. But if it's a close game, I'll I'll stick in and just go. I mean, it's right across the street. Just walk over there. I'll be all set up and plugged in and ready to go. Is there any concern about getting uh, over intoxicated before the gig? Uh, not really. No. I mean, I've been playing these songs for a while. I can do them in my sleep. Like it's pretty <laughs> fine. I mean, and it's good for the show if I'm a little. Yeah, yeah, loose. It's part, of the show. it's part of the show. Lubricated. Yeah, little. That's what the fans come to see. It's like um, bad voices. What? Uh, what's your favorite song on the album? Oh, I think mine. Um, God, I think I like coming back to Wrigley or Florida. I think maybe Florida Man. Actually, that's the first song. It's our song about Anthony Rizzo, which hopefully we're trying to get him to, to hear it so we can get it to do as a walk up or something so we can actually get some money out of this at some point. But Ooh, that would be a great, <laughs> that's a, really it's funny. Like, it's like very, you know, it's like it leads off. It's like, oh, he's a great off leader, great off, greatest leadoff hitter in history. He does amazing work for charity. He's a Florida man. So we're using Florida man to describe Rizzo, but we say good things about him. Yeah. Trying to make it's him the opposite of it's right. the opposite of what Florida man usually gets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like this is a good Florida man though. Come on, so I love it, dude. That song kind of rocks. It's got some good solos and fun stuff in it, and yeah, it's a good song. That's awesome, man. Well, we'll put up links where people can buy the buy the album and yeah, it's um, on Bandcamp, Bleacher Bum Band on Bandcamp, and you can use this is on Spotify now. It's on Spotify if you're cheapo. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to promote Spotify because yeah, I don't um, either. It sucks. It's just not good for artists, man. It's not good. To, yeah, it's, <clears> I mean, what is though? God damn it. That's a good. That's a real good point. That's a whole other story. I found doing a podcast for free is exceptional. Really oh, yeah. helps. Really helps make the ends meet. Usually, yeah. Yeah, um, Jeff. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, uh, have a great me. game. I hope they obviously. I'll be day. watching. I hope they win. And uh, you know, have a great set afterwards, dude. Yeah, have a good a show. Day. Yeah, it's really looking forward to today. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> today is gonna rock. This is morning sun right here. I'm just ready to go. Um, all right I dude you know they hit a coffee and bailey's and dude. i think I put some double irish in here i think I put some jameson in here too whoops a little double irish for the coffee morning <laughs> that happens all right man well thank you so much dude have Thanks a great day me. enjoy yeah. yourself man appreciate it thanks you man yeah